Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Right, that's it. I am not waiting around anymore. That's right. I am dedicating this week's episode of Ups and Downs to Oscar. Admittedly, I look like Oscar if a child had done her makeup. I don't have a mask, so ooh, just using my luchador mask. That can go over there. But you tried to stop me for too long, no bar. Hello, guys. Hello. I am Simon from What Culture. Who doesn't enjoy clicking the YouTube video and being yelled at? But we did just have the latest episode of Ups and Downs. No, wait. We had the latest episode of Monday Night Raw. And now it's time for my show, where I take the finger of power. That's right, my friend. And I give the good bits and up and the bad bits are down. As you can probably tell, Oscar had a very good performance around about 12 hours ago. Screwed all of this up. Let's up those downs. So Kevin Patrick was on commentary duties this week, as we were told Jimmy Smith was having a holiday, so I hope he's having a super duper good time. And in our main event, it was going to be Oscar versus Becky Lynch, and we were also going to get Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits taking on Theory and the Alpha Academy. This is when Lashley decided he wanted to come and speak some words into a microphone, so he was doing the opening war promo, and look, I don't know what has happened over the last few weeks, but Lashley is so damn over. Everybody went crazy. This made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum, and if we're being completely honest, he should probably become WWE champion. Given that he is now the US champion, though, he wants to let us know that nobody was going to be able to beat him, no matter what the division or what the promotion. So all of a sudden, people started melting down, going, oh, someone from AEW is going to come to WWE. Look, that is not going to happen. And if that is your want, I would take it and I'd throw it out the window. I mean, there genuinely is a better chance that I would face Bob. And of course, around about this time, he got interrupted by Theory because he was upset. Well, why aren't I opening Raw? Because I'm the youngest money in the bank holder in history. He then compared himself to Michael Jordan and Tom Brady. <laughs> One problem there, my friend. They have two names, like Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. They were just called Jordan and Brady. I don't think they would have been that successful. It then did get super interesting because one, we learned that it is going to be Theory versus Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam, so it's the big rematch, if you can call it big. And two, Theory continued on this tease that after he has won that title back, 
he's going to cash in on either Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. So there is a chance that we leave the hottest event of the summer, sweating, obviously, and Theory is a double champ. And I tell you, while I think the odds are long, I can see it. Lashley then told Theory he'd be lucky to make it to SummerSlam, so that's a death threat. And even though Theory took the briefcase and just started slamming Bob, eventually he was like, man, this is quite annoying. Don't even beat him up. So this was the start to every single Raw you've ever seen, but I just love Bobby Lashley right now. So nice to see somebody get their due. Get it up. Quick interview with Ray and Dominic after this, where Dominic said, there is nobody I would rather learn from than my father. And I was like, well, that's a stupid thing to say. What if you went to sit down a lesson and somebody was going to teach you atomic physics? Do you want Rey Mysterio walking in? No, he's just going to go, let's do a hurricane run. And you're like, damn it, dad, stop. Anywho, they then reminded us that they were about to have a match in their hometown. And you know what that means? They were going to be beaten up for a bit. And that did start straight away because during the Judgment Day's entrance, Finn Balor and Damian Priest just transported into the three. They were just killing these fools. Although we then cut to a commercial break, and when we came back, magically, father and son were on top. So as you do know when that happens, I like to fill in the blank. So I'm going to say that Finn and Damo were ready to finish the job when they looked out to the crowd and they saw a sign that said, somebody please make Dark Chronicle 2. So they were like, oh my gosh, we love that game. And then when they turned back around, the Mysterios attacked them. Although technically, I suppose, it would be Dark Cloud 3. It doesn't matter, just somebody make it happen. Priest then murdered Dom by avoiding a 619 and just hurling him into Barry Barricade. So he was dead. This actually ended because Finn Balor got a bit crazy and he went for a steel chair. However, while given that we were in the Mysterio's hometown, they probably could have just won clean. I actually preferred this because Finn had the chair. Rey Mysterio did the Eddie. Oh, I've fallen down to the mat. The ref saw this and went... Balor, how dare you hit somebody with an illegal weapon? He called for the TQ, and while this was absolute shenanigans, it was pretty damn fun. I mean, that has been going on for over 20 years now, and it's still an absolute joy. This was kind of one of those matches where neither team should have lost because they're kind of aimless right now. And yes, we continue to tease that maybe Dominic Mysterio will turn on his dad, and they'll have a match at SummerSlam. Do I want to see that? Not really. Is it going to happen? Probably. This is all right. The Miz was being interviewed after this, and even though I did say this on SmackDown ups and downs, or Money in the Bank, whatever the hell it was, I will say it again as we have reached a Raw. I was a massive idiot last week. I jumped the gun because I believe The Miz, when he came to the ring and said, oh no, actually, me and Logan Paul will be teaming up again. But as we underlined here, they are definitely not, and they are too going to have a match at SummerSlam. And yes, Logan Paul is going to be the face. <laughs> that ain't going to work. Mega Moran then dealt with The Miz because she was like, didn't you just walk out with your match against AJ Styles last week? And of course, this then descended into an argument about The Miz's testicle. Because as we said once, and as we'll say a thousand times, a few weeks ago, somebody wrote this and went, ha ha ha, balls are funny. So now we have to make constant jokes about The Miz's groin. Stop it. So this was only a short segment and I have no opinion at the moment. Because I want to see what we're going to do over the next few weeks. Because surely nobody in the back can actually think that Logan Paul is going to get cheered. Unless it's done ironically. So mark my words, The Miz is about to become a super duper good guy. We then just had the most bizarre segment, which was a Street Profits 4th of July party. And this was going to take place throughout the evening. And every single one was more goofy than the rest, especially here... Because Angelo Dawkins and Otis 
decided to have a hot dog eating contest. Honestly, I lit up like a light. It's the worst thing I've ever said in my life. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this goofiness so much. And then we cut to the Mysterios who were backstage and the Judgment Day beat them up. Because of course they did. And then AJ Styles finally beat The Miz. Okay. I mean, he basically just whooped The Miz for five minutes before he hit him with the phenomenal forearm and he got the one, two, three. But I think the only reason we did this is so we could have the post-match angle and once again start to set up SummerSlam. Because for weeks, Miz and Champa have kind of been acting like they're in cahoots, but not really. So here, Champa jumped AJ Styles, The Miz joined in and gave him the skull crushing finale, and then Champa and The Miz shook hands as Byron Saxon on commentary acted like this was the most shocking thing he'd ever seen. And that's when it hit me like a big fist. I was like, oh, that's what we're going to do. It's going to be AJ Styles and Logan Paul taking on The Miz and Champa. And I tell you the reason I like this, because it means both AJ and Champa would be in an awesome spot at that paper uh, premium live event. So now I'm quite excited. If no, once again, in terms of heels and baby faces, it's going to be an absolute disaster. Also, bring it down because that was a clean finish, even though there was aftermath. So that's now 10. As you can see, we have finally done a counter that is not working at all. Or WWE saw that we would do clean finishes and they've increased them. I tell you, in terms of this Raw, most of the matches actually ended clean. And then Liv Morgan was here too. Which is nice. But there are some people out there who act like when wrestlers come out and they're really happy, that's a bad thing. But are you kidding me? The greatest thing about this segment is that every single thing Liv Morgan said was so obviously true to how she felt. So by the end of it, I was like, damn it, Liv, you go win it all. She also made sure the chant was, we deserve it, because she wants to include the fans, which is the opposite of everyone that's ever turned heel. And she even said, I'm not the SmackDown Women's Champion. We are the SmackDown Women's Champion. So I'm the SmackDown Women's Champion. You're the SmackDown Women's Champion. And you better go call your great army, Joan, and tell her, ah, oh, Joni, you now the SmackDown Women's Champion. Eventually, Natalia interrupted because, of course, she did. And she had a great point. She was like, the only reason you won is because I wounded Ronda Rousey's leg. So now I deserve a title shot. Now, that latter part was absolute nonsense. But this was accurate. She had weakened up Ronda. Carmella then did the same. And I was like, man, surely you can't ask for a championship match because you don't deserve it, but actually she was just out there just saying, you should go back to SmackDown. Then Carmella and Natalia beat Liv Morgan up. Bianca Belair made the save, just so WWE could do their favorite thing in the world. Halabadi made a tag team match. I mean, WWE loves doing that more than I love pizza, but once again, this was just nice. And that's a stupid word, but it's true, because you could tell that Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion, and Liv Morgan, the SmackDown Women's Champion, along with you, me, and everybody else, are just such good bodies and they were having such a wonderful time and all that energy came out hit me in the face and wouldn't you know it i was having a good time too there's also this amazing bit where morgan was in trouble so bianca took her hair and threw it out like she was a rope and Liv used it to drag herself to the corner i was like in no way can that be legal and if it is next time i do a wrestling match i am gonna shine my board up really nice and i'm gonna find a light and i'm gonna shine it into somebody's head blind them before I hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment and get the win. It didn't really work because Carmella soon cut this off and honestly, she was obsessed with Rita the Ring Post because at any opportunity, she grabbed Belair and she threw her into Rita the Ring Post. We did keep this nice and simple though because after Natty had gone from the sharpshooter, Liv Morgan got out of it, she hit the oblivion, one, two, three, and once again, it ended with Bianca and Liv just celebrating. It's just made me feel good. And isn't that why we watch an entertainment program you want to go away with a pep in your step? I had my pep up. And yes, that's another clean finish too. That's 11. 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. We were then back to this party where Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander stole Veer's food, so clearly they weren't listening to him when he said, Fear Veer and don't steal my grub. And MVP was here as well, saying, Oh man, it doesn't matter that Omos lost the money in the bank because he's really big. This soon turned into 24 7 nonsense because, of course, it did, so Omos grabbed Reggie and threw him out of the party. But the big twist, I suppose, is that Ezekiel was here, he wanted to eat hot dog. He has no aim. Honestly, I was dying. He has no aim. If you have a hot dog, here's my hot dog, right? Here's my ketchup. There's the end of the ketchup. You go like this. For some reason, Ezekiel had it up like there and went flop just so he could hit Seth Rollins, who was wearing a white suit, so Seth Rollins could get really mad. So, Ezekiel, you need to go and see a doctor. Nobody in the history of the world has ever put ketchup on by pointing it up in the sky. And incredibly, yes, this led... Seth Rollins versus Ezekiel. What is going on? We also got that weird video beforehand that we had seen at Money in the Bank, and as I already said, it is not Bray Wyatt, and I'm pretty sure it's Edge, although if I am wrong, wahey woohoo, that will be excellent. And because obviously Zeke was gonna lose here, I tell ya, he really beat Seth Rollins' ass. I mean, he threw him into Timmy the Timekeeper's table, he hit a sit-up powerbomb, he hit a bunch of stinger splashes, and while at no point did I think he was going to be victorious, they tried. And you've got to figure that this is happening because Kevin Owens is injured, so let's take all our health love and send it his way, and I hope he is back soon. And after Zeke had gone for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment and Seth Rollins had kicked out, he hit the curb stomp. One, two, three. We also use this to further everything between Riddle and Seth Rollins, because just as Seth was about to go for another one, Riddle burst out of nowhere. He gave him the RKO. That got a mega pop. You have to imagine it's going to be these two at SummerSlam, which would be a terrific match. 
all of this was entertaining. Up. And yeah, that's another clean finish too. So bring it down. And it rolls up to 12. This is a very sobering moment for me. It was then back to the damn 4th of July party and I'm just going to be honest with you and I know you're going to get mad, but I love goofy wrestling. You know this, <laughs> I know this, all of it. Just had me laughing the entire time. So go get mad in the comments, because I'm giving it up. This time it was the hot dog contest eating part of the whole thing. And even though at first it looked like Otis had won, and we even had a graphic saying, "Well, Otis, you done it from nowhere. The announcer went, oh no, actually, the winner is Tazawa, who had eaten double what everybody else had eaten. And we cut to him, and he just had the look on his face. And I was like, can we just make raw this? Just weird, ridiculous, ludicrous, and very, very strange. Amazingly, too, it was also the build-up for Theory and the Alpha Academy taking on Lashley and the Street Profits. I tell you, I think wrestling has peaked up. I mean, this was just every single six-man tag you've ever seen, but they did everything you could have wanted. There was this cool double suplex. Angelo Dawkins did his dive. Eventually, Bobby Lashley got the hot tag and went crazy. And of course, we got the tag claxon. After that, two theory tried to leg it because he wanted nothing to do with Bob, so Dawkins just pounced him right over Alan the announce table. And then the goofiness came back because even though Otis was in control, he started to go, oh no, my stomach, because he'd eaten too much hot dogs and he felt sick. I mean, what is he, 11? But what better way to capitalize on that than by targeting the abdomen area? So Bobby Lashley hit him with a spear and Montez Ford hit him with a frog splash. And that was it. He was done. Chad Gable was in instead because, of course, he always has to take the pin. Lashley gave him another spear. One, two, three. And yes, after the fact, Otis didn't just throw up everywhere, but we had to see a replay. I mean, it's bad. It is objectively terrible. But I love this stuff because I love the idea that somebody pitched it in the back. Somebody else greenlit it. And it damn well made it onto TV. And yes, counter 13. I have totally boned myself, as we've already talked about. But this is what life is all about. Make sure you take risks so you never regret it. Becky Lynch was a big reason why I enjoyed that last match, too. Because we then cut to a backstage interview with her. She was like, oh man, I don't care that Otis has got a funny tummy. I'm the star here. And nobody take up my spotlight. She also blames Oscar for all her troubles. So later on, she's going to end her. Which is a perfectly normal thing to say. The sheer madness that is WWE continued after this too, though. I mean, you could never predict it. Because out came R-Truth in all his 4th of July paraphernalia, whatever you want to call it, and said, do you know what I want to celebrate while I'm in this ring? The 1996 Independence Day when Will Smith saved us from aliens. So let's not even pretend otherwise giving it up. This is more to do with the fact that you knew somebody was going to come to the ring and absolutely destroy him. And it was Ludwig and Gunther and I tell you, bless our truth because he is a man of many traits. But we had this match and Gunther squashed him like a bug. It was over in about 57 seconds. He hit the power bomb and he got the win. And I tell you, we are doing such a good job with Gunther. And if you all of a sudden want to have him challenge for the WWE title, I think he should win. He is just so damn believable, even when you do a flubble segment like this. Also, yes, yes, clean, bring it down, 14 ship. I do have to admit that there was a very set structure for Raw this week. Like, I know they do it all the time, but this one just felt a little bit too in your face. Because it really was match, interview, match, interview, match, interview. Hence why we went and had another interview. This time it was Alexa Bliss who said while she has no friends in WWE, she's happy for Liv Morgan. 
But that victory had reminded her, well, I haven't held anything in the company apart from Lily for a while, so maybe I should change that. And I was like, you are a liar, Alexa Bliss. Only like a year or so ago, maybe two years, you were drinking a lot of coffee, so you were holding that mug. This led to her deciding that she was going to go after Bianca Belair's championship when Oscar hopped in and said, no, you're not, because I'm going to beat Becky Lynch and I'm going to do it. And honestly, that's probably going to be the feud now, isn't it? Because that's just what WWE they also did that thing when Becky Lynch then came to the ring, but her match didn't start for 10 minutes because you just have to have so many recap videos and so many vignettes focusing on other things. And honestly, we really need to take this and push it out the door because me as a fan, I get a little bit bored. Otherwise, though, it was Becky taking an Oscar, not only in the main event for like the fourth time in a month or whatever it's been, but it was no holds barred. And these two are terrific together. They have such good chemistry. And it's getting it up. I mean, they had a bunch of chairs, some tables, and a trash can almost instantly, with Oscar drop kicking a chair into Becky's face and then giving her a bulldog on the steel, before Becky retaliated by throwing the Empress of Tomorrow into every single chair you've ever seen in your life. You know what Oscar did? She got up, she dusted herself off, she propped Becky against Barry Barricade, and she hip attacked her foot. There was then more suplexes onto the chairs, Oscar trapping Becky in a trash can and kicking the shit out of it. And we did that awesome miss spot again, because Oscar was going to spit it into Lynch's face, but she had Oscar's umbrella, so at the last minute she put it up to protect herself. Honestly, you could do that every single night and I would pop every time. They were finally tussling on the top as it looked like Oscar was about to hit something, but instead Becky Lynch was able to reverse it, gave her a manhandle slam from the top rope, through a table, she got the one, two, three. I would imagine we did do this because she's going to be taking on Bianca Belair at SummerSlam, which the commentators alluded to because they were like, oh, can you believe it? The man is over her slump. It was a really good main event, though, and I implore you to go and watch it. And while these two aren't going to fight for a while, if we ever can come back round to it, we should. And I've decided that I am not going to give this a clean counter finish mark because it was clean given the stipulation of the rules. But somebody also smashed through a table. Now, you're allowed to debate this one. And am I pulling at straws? Absolutely. But you've seen what's happened today. I need to defend my counter. Which brings us to the end of a very interesting Raw. Because as you can see, there's a bunch of ups, but there's not any downs. Now, does this mean it was the best Raw ever? No, it does not. And it was kind of dull for a lot of it. But when you take it segment by segment by segment, if you like goofy wrestling such as I do, it was all fine. So never forget that. That's just what happens every now and then. I mean, can WWE do better? Of course they can. I can't lie. I had a pretty good time. Up. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.